0: one of the most anticipated releases of this year is King of Greed by Anna Huang. I am also very excited about Lauren Asher's Love Design and there are so many books that are coming out. But this episode is only about the next Kings of Sin book. Cue the music! <laughs> And welcome back to the bookish podcast with Oh My Book. This is Tanvi and I'm here to talk about all things bookish, especially romance, which always ends up with me talking about fictional men and spice. Today I am going to discuss a book I am way too excited about. Anna Huang, one of the most popular romance authors, is currently writing the third book of the series Kings of Sin. It's called King of Greed. It will be out worldwide on the 24th of October and this girl speaking right now has signed up for an advanced reader copy already. Like how could I even wait? I got a copy of King of Pride so I think I can get another Anahuan's ARC copy. Uh, ARC is already a copy but okay. ARC again and I absolutely cannot wait to read it. Okay, ARCs are not in my hands so let's talk about my high expectations from Dominic. I have not read the blurb or the sneak peek shared by Anna on Insta and in her newsletter because I love going in blind. I do not like to know anything before I read the novel. The trope reveal post on Anna Huang's page itself has about 70,000 likes and the cover and blurb reveal has over 80,000 likes. So it's not just me, but thousands of people are dying to read this book. All I know are the four tropes. And that is more than enough because the tropes are marriage in trouble, second chance, billionaire and groveling, chef's kiss. All right, King of Greed's couple is Alessandra and Dominic Davenport. Okay, I think I'm pronouncing that right, but I don't know. It's Davenport, Davenport, I don't know what. We met Dominic and Alessandra in King of Wrath, mainly in the scenes of the... Valhalla Club? I think I'm pronouncing it right again. I don't know. But in King of Pride, we get acquainted with the characters and understand what is happening in their lives. I was screaming at the end of King of Pride when I found the next book is about these two and there will be groveling. So Dominic and Alessandra fell in love and married. The story has a happy start. Marriage is usually the end of a romance story but here we find it has already happened and the guy has worked himself into literal trouble. Because in Chasing Success, he has ignored his wife and she is withering. She is extremely unhappy and there was a scene in King of Pride where Isabella sees a picture of their wedding day and sees how happy both of them were in the picture but now she sees that this woman is just bored and done. <laughs> that is kind of funny, right? But okay. See, what do you really want in life if you have so much of money? Just love, companionship and fun, right? It is good to have a career or some kind of work to do. And that is only to have something nice to do. But now this guy Dom had to go and do more work and get more success. Bro is stupid. At least a little bit. Because he should have paid attention to his wife and what, what newly married man does that? But I'm a crazy person because I love that he did this. He created so much drama already. I am so interested in knowing how he is going to win her back. I am here for the groveling because billionaires in the romance book language are people who don't kneel in front of anybody but their girl. So that is what we know about them, right? Now let's analyze the scenes from King of Pride so that we can anticipate what's going to come ahead. So I'm going to read the lines from King of Pride and you will be surprised to find out how much we already know. Anna Huang is so amazing because she has already created a scenario in our subconscious and we don't even know it. So, here we go. Chapter 1, we see Dominic, okay? He says, okay, I'm going to read it now. A tall blonde man swept into the seat next to Kai's, his voice as brisk as the late September chill clinging to his coat. My meeting ran over. He spared me a brief glance before turning back to Kai. Dark gold hair, navy eyes, the bone structure of a Calvin Klein model and the warmth of the iceberg from Titanic. Dominic Davenport, the reigning king of Wall Street. I recognised him on sight. It was hard to forget that face, even if his social skills could use improved. So, this is going to be my interpretation and what I'm expecting, okay? From these lines, we find that Isabella considers him good-looking. I would not say that calling someone a Calvin Klein model is bad, right? Because that's good, obviously. We understand that being the reigning king of Wall Street shows that he is successful as well as popular and thus he obviously has good money. All these things make him desirable, but what we find is that he has the warmth of the iceberg from Titanic. I mean, Isabella is so funny. I love her. Okay, so it simply means Dominic is the coldest and most unsocial man on earth. While he looks gorgeous, he doesn't have the power to have people close to him. He's probably that billionaire who has no friends. And I'm certain that there is a reason for his coldness and bad social skills. He must have lived in poverty or something as a child and now he feels money is a need. Because why else would he behave like this, right? That too with his wife. Alright, so the next lines are from chapter 2. Dominic flickered his lighter Dominic flickered his lighter on and off, drawing my attention back to him. He didn't smoke, yet he carried that lighter around the way a most superstitious person would cling to a lucky charm. But I imagine that's what you do when you're holed up in your library every night, a smile pushed through my turbulent mood. Spend a lot of time imagining me in the library, do you? Only to contemplate how sad your existence is says the workaholic who spends most of his nights in his office. It was a miracle his wife tolerated him as long as she had. Alexandra was a saint. So we see that probably his work stress has become so much that he's thinking of smoking to find some kind of joy. We are all looking for joy and happiness, right? This guy is turning away from the good things in his life and is working excessively. He's mad. So either it is that or the lighter is a symbol for the flames that he is going to light his relationship and life on. Or maybe it reminds him of someone like his dad or something because that tragic past or all that stuff might be put here. Or maybe it reminds him of Alessandra in some weird way because Kai says it is like a lucky charm. So his lucky charm is obviously Alessandra. Is that even a question? <laughs> it is clear that Alessandra is the perfect wife and she's also humble and kind all she probably desired was love from her husband, and that obviously meant attention. And But this man had to go and ruin it all. But Alessandra is still with him, and that is why Kai is calling her a saint, because she is tolerating this nonsensical behavior. So next lines are from the same chapter. It was probably for the best. Dante would see right through my composed mask, whereas Dominic only cared about facts and numbers. If it didn't move markets or expand his bank account, he didn't give a shit. So see, that's why Dominic has no friends and nobody likes him. Because when you care only about your business and facts and numbers, even if you're a businessman, you have to, you know, get close to people. You have to be nice to them. You have to make relationships like friendships and, you know, make connections. You can't work like this. And this guy is like, no, 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 only bank, only numbers, only facts. He's like, he's he's weird. Uh, He just is thinking about money. And that's why even though maybe Dante and Kai could be good friends with Dominic, he is losing that too because he can't even, he's not even aware if someone around him is feeling good or bad, right? So he's done a lot of wrong things. But the bad the more bad you are the more gro- groveling you will have to do and i am here for that right so go and you know be as bad as you want to be dominic but then grovel so much that i you know uh, i would i would just i just want to see you grovel like that's what i want and i think everybody wants that all right so by chapter 12 we understand how close dominic is to kai and dante okay next lines are from chapter 12 Is there a reason we are doing this here instead of at the club? Dominic cast a disdainful look around the simulation room. It was the best money we could buy, with the latest state-of-the-art technology, a glass case of autographed golf paraphernalia, and a full wet bar, but he looked thoroughly unimpressed. While Hala has better facilities. This is adequate at best. Don't be a snob. I uncapped a bottle of single malt scotch. Sometimes of change, a change of scenery is necessary. Dominic, Dante, and I were gathered at the new entertainment complex in Hudson Yards for a semi-regular lunch and exchange of information. I supplied the news and whispers; Dominic the market insights, and Dante the corporate wheelings and dealings. It was a mutually beneficial relationship all round, though we had yet to find a meeting spot up to par with Dominic's standards. The quiet foster kid with the chip on his shoulder had come a long way since his days in the Ohio projects. Dominic had the most expensive taste of anyone I knew and I'd grown up with people who had it blinked an eye at shelling out 10 millions of dollars on objectively questionable art. So, uh, you know, this last line, tens of millions of dollars on objectively questionable art, I think that is Harper because... (laughs) If you've read Twisted Lies, you know the story, right? Okay, spoiler alert. If you have not read Twisted Lies, I'm spoiling it right now. Uh, The story behind his father and mother and, you know, that dirty painting which he bought and then it was with Dante and and, uh, Dante Rasoya and also the whole thing with Josh. So (laughs) I think it's that questionable art we are referring to here. But anyway, such an expensive taste. Now imagine then, he has Alessandra a saint-like woman who is ready to deal with anything and she has to deal with such a questionable, um, you know, kind of person because he's such a weird kind of person because he he says that he he has such high taste but then he can't take care of the, those things and he can't, you know, even respect his wife Like, and I think maybe there will be some kind of a line in the book like he has uh such great taste but nothing compares to alessandra or something like that i want all the drama in the book please yes so i'm waiting for all that okay so one thing is clear that he was a foster kid and he's come a long way right so that means it is somewhere a thing a very important thing for him to you know get more money be more successful it's somewhere about his past or some kind of tragic things happened and you know, he needs the money and he needs to be more successful. And in that, he just, you know, wasn't able to connect with his wife. He actually had everything, everything, but he made a mistake, right? And and he has such an expensive taste. I think because maybe, you know, in his childhood, he might have been told that you're not enough and this and that. And uh, now that he has everything, those beliefs and everything in the subconscious is coming out that now that even even though he has everything, he still feels like he doesn't, he doesn't have enough. And probably he's thinking that I need to make more money for my wife and all, but he's not doing the right thing. I don't know if he's thinking that, I'm just guessing things here. And also, we also see that Dominic, Dante and Kai uh, together have this very, uh, a mutually beneficial relationship. It's not even a, you know, it's just like, some work kind of thing we see that dante and kai share a relationship like friends but dominic here is just for some information he and he even wants a better facilities he's saying and one of the lines probably suggests that when um, kai is saying sometimes a change of scenery is necessary he also kind of hinting to the fact that this guy never changes he's just doing the same thing again and again so maybe there's that and yeah, so they sometimes meet for lunch and exchange information. So that's just the relationship they have. I hope that, you know, maybe he'll come to Dante and Kai for some advice, relationship advice, and they'll try to help him or something. My favorite are Vivian and Danteo. Okay, I just I just die for them. Like wow, they're just so perfect. Wow. Okay. And yeah, there's so much going to happen in King of Greed, bro. I'm so excited. All right, next point. Okay, let me give you the reasons why I'm dying to read King of Greed okay reason number one is I want to see how Mr Dominic Davenport is going to change for his girl so by now we've seen that this guy is stubborn he's a workaholic so much of a workaholic that he does not even realize that he is not even at home let's uh, read the next lines I turned my gaze honing in on the brunette okay so I don't know which chapter this is from I'm sorry I've not written it down here but this is uh, that scene where Isabella is having a girl's night out with Vivian Sloan, Alessandra, and she is dancing with this guy and Kai, you know, barges in this pub kind of place and there's this party going on and there he meets Alessandra, right? So that's the scene and when then uh, Kai and Isabella have their first uh, first time they have sex. So in that pub or party or whatever. I don't know what that place is called. Bar? No. Dancing club? Maybe dance. Yeah. Dance club. Yeah. Okay. I turned my gaze, honing in on the brunette with glossy caramel hair and blue-gray eyes. My face relaxed into a smile. Alessandra, what a pleasant surprise. I didn't take you for the clubbing type. Dominic's wife returned my smile with a small one of her own. Objectively, she was one of the most beautiful women I'd ever met. She looked like a younger version of her mother, who had been one of Brazil's biggest supermodels in the 90s. But despite, or perhaps because of, her looks and marriage to one of the richest men on Wall Street, she always carried an air of melancholy around her. Dominic was my friend, but I wasn't blind to his faults. He was about as romantic as a rock. I'm not, but Tom is busy with work and it's been so long since I've had a girl's night. She shrugged, a brief flicker of sadness passing through through her eyes. I thought it would be nice to get out of the house. Lord knows I spent enough time there. Now, do you see this girl speaks only so politely? She's so kind and humble and all that. So probably this this girl is the kind of person who, you know, uh, was blind in love and she got married and she was so lost uh, in her love for this man that she didn't realize she never did anything for herself. And she's been waiting and waiting for this man to, you know, give her some attention and, you know, make her his the focus of his life. But that's never happening. He's just lost in his own world. So she starts taking charge of her life. She, you know, says, I'm going to take control of my life and let's start by going out for a girl's night. So this sounds like that, right? So probably she decided that, okay, let's let me now get out of the house and, you know, just live for myself. Why should I wait for this guy? Let me do my own thing. Okay. So I think it's that. That's what's happening. And also, you see that she's been described from a man's perspective as a very beautiful woman. Objectively, uh, she's obviously very pretty, and also the mod- uh, also the daughter of a supermodel from the nineties. So there's no doubt that both of these people are very, very, very attractive. Okay. Let's go next. Next scene. One, two, three, go. Lights, camera, action. Speaking of which, where's Isabella? I asked casually. As fascinating as Sloane's client problems were, I didn't care to speculate about what she was doing with, or to, Xavier, though I wouldn't put it past her to stab him with the stiletto. She's on the second floor. Vivian took a demure sip of her drink. This gorgeous guy asked her to dance and we wanted to give them some alone time, so we didn't follow her. Wasn't he beautiful, Al? He looked a bit like Asher Donovan. Alessandra's frown deepened. He wasn't that beautiful. Vivian stared at her hard. That strange, silent communication women shared must have happened because Alessandra's face soon relaxed. Her eyes darted toward me. But yes, I suppose he was quite handsome. Isabella certainly thought so. So what's happening here is we understand that uh vivian is making this plan to you know push kai toward isabella and uh, make them come together like you know uh, bring them together and one of the things you realize because of this scene is that alessandra is really innocent she didn't even realize that vivian is trying to uh you know just fool around and trying to push them together so, and then she's like, yes, yes, let me also play with, uh, play with him and, you know, let me also enjoy because she's, that's what I'm sh- saying. Maybe she came from, even if she was the daughter of a model or anything, she maybe experienced life from a very uh, humble point of view. Maybe she had a humble beginning because if you see in romance books, both the protagonists are always shown as equals. So you will find that though maybe their situations look different, there are going to be a lot of similarities that make them equals, all right? So here we might find that uh, her mother turned into a model quite later. Maybe they had a bad start or something like that. I don't know. Maybe something like that is happening because this girl is very innocent, very polite, very, very humble. Okay, okay. I left them in the lounge, Vivian looking oddly smug, while Alessandra simply looked bemused. I was too impatient to wait for the elevator, so I took the stairs to the second floor. My phone buzzed with a call from Dominic on my way down. I ignored it, though his timing was curious. He never called this late, and he was supposed to be in the office. Dominic rarely paid attention to anything except numbers when he was in work mode. But all thoughts of why he might be calling me at midnight melted away when I reached my destination. So do you see that Alessandra has come out for a girl's night and Dominic is calling Kai. And as Kai is saying, Dominic does not call him usually at this hour of the day, night, whatever you say, because it's twelve, and he's calling Kai. And it's, I think it's, you know, the, the background would be like, maybe they had a fight or something and uh, she's, you know, uh, said, Okay, I don't want to talk to you, and I'm going. I'm going out. I I'm gonna live my own life, something like that. And she leaves the house, storms away, and she goes and has a nice time with the girls. And while here, this guy's like, okay, she's not come home yet. Let me call her. And he's like, um, okay, why can't I connect with her? Maybe Kai will know something because Isabella might be with, uh, you know, her. So let me call Kai. So he calls Kai, but it fails. Okay, this now, now that I'm saying it out loud, it sounds like this is not the good thing going to happen. Let me change it. Maybe, maybe, maybe something like um, what will happen is Alessandra is out late and for the first time in many years, this guy actually came home on, on time and Dominic has come home and he sees, oh my god, where's my wife? He's, she's not at home and that's weird. Where did she go? And so, in search of her, he f- he ends up calling Kai also and he can't find Alessandra. So, maybe that happened and these are just guesses but I'm s- I am already have a lot of things going in my head for King of Greed. So, yeah, okay, maybe that's happening and then we find that Dominic is finally beginning to realize that he's losing his wife. He She is, you know, uh, f- trying to find happiness now somewhere else within herself and that's very good like i'm so proud for her and my second reason uh because of which i'm dying to read king of greed is that i want to see alessandra live for herself because she's so nice so sweet you know i want her to go ahead and do something for herself and that's that's going to be so cool because such scenes just make me go crazy and i just fall in love with these characters then all right next scene that's overselling what i did i said dryly I worked as a marketing assistant and I was only there for a few months. I couldn't stand all the fine tech bros. I drew my bottom lip with between my teeth. I needed a new job, but I didn't want to promise something I couldn't deliver. Honestly, Dominic would be more helpful. He built a multi-billionaire dollar firm from scratch. And he's your husband. I kept that last part to myself. Alessandra didn't talk about her marriage much, but I could tell there was trouble in paradise. The same multi-billionaire dollar firm keeps him too busy to help with little projects like this. A current of sadness ran beneath her light tone before it disappeared. I'll be honest, I like you and I think we would work well together. I can offer a competitive salary and flexible hours so you have time to work on your manuscript. Now we have come quite forward. Uh, This is the scene where you know they are on that island for isabella's birthday and you know she gets this call from alessandra saying that she is in search for an assistant kind of a person and you know uh, vivian suggested her to alessandra and vivian has isabella says that vivian has exaggerated what what she worked for and you know what she, kind of work she did and i'm not that good i don't want to lie to you but alessandra is like uh, and she suggests that you take help from your husband. Why are you not taking your help from your husband? But she's like, "Uh, bro, don't even ask that. I don't want to say that he's too busy. I cannot ask him. So it's clearly understood. One thing, obviously, we are clear with, so clear with that he does not have time for her. And they do not even are, they are not even comfortable to have a conversation about things like are going on in their, in each other's lives. Okay. And uh, also we see that, she is probably starting something new and I'm so excited to see that and let's see what she uh, what she will get into. Uh, so she wants an assistant for that. So, uh, so again we see that she's trying to find happiness now outside of her marriage. She wants to uh, and that's not a bad thing right? She wants to do something for herself and I find that very cool that she's you know stepping up for herself. Okay the third reason why I'm dying to read King of Great is that I want to know how Dominic is going to get on his knees and Peg. I want to see the groveling, as I've mentioned multiple times already. We saw Alex and Dante's groveling and that was so good. I actually don't like Darren Dominic at the moment. So I, w- I know when I read this book, uh, I want to see how he will win me because he is written by Anna Huang. And I want to see him beg, beg and beg and go to extreme ends to get Alexandra back. And of course, I want her to play hard to get. And I think that's what's going to happen, right? You're obviously going to play hard to get because... uh, And it's not playing hard to get. It's more like he's done some very bad things, right? This is not the way you treat someone in a marriage. But it's a book and I am super excited that this is happening because, yeah, you get it. We romance book girlies are crazy. And it's not just girls, I just didn't mean that. Too. Yeah, Romance, romance, book, people are idiots. Uh, what am I saying? Romance, book, girls are crazy. That's all. Alright, next scene. The first thing I... No- okay, this is a long one, so be patient, please. The first thing I noticed when I stepped inside was the smell. Lush and fragrant, it instantly transported me back to the climes of the Caribbean. The second was the array of colourful bouquets lining the table and windowsill. Finally, my eyes were drawn to the far wall where a gallery of pressed flowers hung in elegant wooden frames. Oh, wow, I breathed. I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but I hadn't expected this. It's a silly hobby, Alessandra said, her cheeks reddening. I'm not curing cancer or anything, but it's fun and it helps me pass the time while my husband is working. It's not silly. These are gorgeous. I brushed my fingers over the glass frame, protecting a huge pressed herbarium on black paper. How long did it take you to make this? About a month, if you include the drawing time. That one is one of my favourites. They're all night-blooming flowers, Heads the black background. Alessandra drew her bottom lip between her teeth. I sometimes give these to friends. People seem to like them. So I thought, why not open an online shop, a small one? That's an amazing idea. She did not need the money, but she was clearly passionate about the art. I counted at least a dozen pressed flower artworks in the room. She must have been doing this for at least a year. Her face relaxed. Thank you. I'm glad you think so. It's much better than meth, no? (laughs) I laughed. She was right. We were going to work well together. Since it was my first day, we spent the next two hours ironing out my schedule, logistics, and expectations. Neither of us really knew what we were doing, but we had fun figuring it out together. We agreed to a tentative list of tasks to be amended amended if and when necessary. I would assist with research, marketing, and administrative tasks, including brainstorming business names. Alessandra wanted to keep things low-key to start, but once we got our bearings and ironed out the logistics, she'd hire more people. Until then, it was a two-person show. I didn't have set hours. As long as I met my deadlines, I could work wherever and whenever I wanted. That being said, you're welcome to work here if you'd like, Alessandra gestured around the apartment. We were back in the living room, which was so massive, it could easily host a Super Bowl game. Don't feel obligated, but if you get tired of being alone, my doors always open. I might take you up on that offer. I hate working alone. I hesitated, debating whether to ask my next question. Are you sure Dominic won't mind? She gave me a sm- sad smile. He won't even notice. Their marriage was none of my business, but I couldn't help feeling a pang of sympathy. Money can't buy happiness. It was cliche, but it was true. My eyes landed on the wedding photo propped up on the mantel. That's a beautiful shot of you two. Their physical features hadn't changed much over the years. Alessandra possessed the same flawless skin and stunning bone sculpture. Dominic, the same golden hair and chiseled jaw. Yet I hardly recognized the people in the photo. In it, Alessandra's face glowed with joy and her new husband gazed down at her with obvious adoration. They looked young and happy and so incredibly in love. It was difficult to reconcile them with the cold Wall Street titan dominating the business papers and the quiet melancholic woman before me. Thank you. Alexandra's smile took on a strained quality. She didn't look at the mantle. Speaking of photos, we should create social media accounts, right? I'm not great at photography but I can hire a professional. I went along with her obvious deflection. It was her marriage. If she didn't want to talk about it, I wasn't going to push her. When I left her house another two hours later, it was late afternoon and I was riding high from our meeting. I had a shit ton of work to do on top of finishing my manuscript. But after getting fired, it was nice to feel useful again. So after I have read this long paragraph, we see that we find a lot, right, in this para. We see that they were obviously very happy when they got married. This was not a marriage of convenience. This was not, you know, anything of that sort. Maybe it was, but both of them at least were attracted to each other at least that much. And the basic basic thing about a marriage is just to be good friends but even that didn't happen in this marriage and this woman is just so sad that she does not even want to talk about that guy and she is she even said that he won't even notice when I read this line i was so sad my god what has this man done that he doesn't even notice his wife that's too sad and uh, we see that She is still humble. She's like, she's saying it's just a small hobby. It's nothing that big. A small online shop. And all these things are clearly showing that she's still trying to be, she still thinks of herself a little as, uh, you know, she maybe thinks of herself as inferior, but she's trying to understand that I'm not inferior. I'm fine. I can do things for myself and I can do it alone. And, you know, like maybe she has all the money in the world, but because of her husband, but she has no uh, happiness. And so she's starting with this beautiful work. Uh, She's doing this work of pressed uh, flowers, flower artworks. And that's quite interesting. And even Isabella is saying that it's amazing. And they are both happy to work together. So I think Alessandra has in a way found friends. And Dominic already is somehow connected with Dante and uh, Kai. So always you'll see this parallel happening in romance books, right? That the girl also has friends uh, and uh, the guy also has uh, some friends and here we see that all of them are like couples uh, parallelly they are all couples right and uh, so yeah we see that right now she's reached a point where she's like let's not talk about my marriage let's talk about business because now i am going to work for myself and i don't need to you know worry about this husband thing be- husband and yeah, uh, so she she is leaving her marriage behind and she is deciding that I am more important than this, than this man who does not even care about me. And I'm excited to see how this goes. So I love that she is taking up this hobby. Okay, number four, reason number four why I am dying to read King of Greed is that I want to see Alessandra become a person of herself and have her own identity. I want to see, you know, uh like like now uh like she becomes successful in something I want to see like that and I also want you know we've seen scenes in Anna Anna Huang's books where like Eva once uh you know fought this uh, her ex who was trying to Uh, kiss her or something i don't remember but uh, he was trying to force herself himself on her and she nicely punched him and i was so happy and then alex punched him so i like it when girls also fight i love to see girls fight and girls get angry i want her to get angry and i want her to fight and you know i want her to think that she's fine without dominic and i want her to explore her happiness and that's what she's doing and i want her to be successful in that so that's my fourth point all right Uh, Let's read the next scene. Sometimes I stayed at Alessandra's house until 10 or 11 at night, but I never caught a glimpse of Dominic. It was like he didn't even live there. He spends most of his time in his office, Alessandra said when I asked her about it over breakfast one day. It seems like a waste to spend this much money on a beautiful house and not enjoy it. The more time we spent together, the more comfortable I was talking about things other than work. I didn't want to pry, but I had a feeling Alessandra needed someone to went to. The penthouse cost him 25 million, she said. The office makes him over 3 billion. Which do you think he cares about more? I had no answer to that. So do you see her, Alessandra's mentality is becoming such that penthouse was only 25 million, bro, but office makes him 3 billion. He cares about that place, which gives him more money. So she's done she is seriously done with this man she has no interest in even talking about him properly i am uh, this is going to be so much of fun because she's going to scream yell hit him also in the shin because um uh, this guy has does not know what he's lost and such a beautiful wife such a you know caring person such a kind person and this man had to ruin it all but it's going to be fun and, uh, and now you also see that becoming close friends and that's going to be fun because for example, now when, uh, in King of Greed, they're going to have kind of relationship talk, um, with their friends. They're going to need friends, right? You need someone who, who can give you relationship advice and uh, they're going to ask, you know, Isabella, Kai, Dante and Vivian, right? So these four, uh, so these three couples are going to get connected like that. And I just, you know, it's. As much as you think that we already know so much, all this makes it exciting. I don't know why I knowing so much is already making me so excited. Usually I'm a person I already said, right? I don't like knowing anything about the book. But then in romance books, when you know the tropes itself, you know quite a lot that's going to happen, but then still you love it because romance is just something else, it just hits differently. I just love it so much. Okay, next point, next reason. Why I'm dying to read King of Greed is reason number five. I want to see how Dominic's greed for money will change to greed for his wife. By which I mean, I want to see him jealous, I want to see him angry, I want to see him irritated when Alessandra is not with him. Because that will clearly show that he is in love and he's going to prioritize his wife now instead of money and work. Obviously. Like, I want that. All right, next scene a sympathetic alessandra gave me the day off she'd gotten a hold of dominic and somehow convinced him to get me access to valhalla where i knew kai was boxing with dante so there's this scene where you know isabella has to go to kai and meet him and uh, uh, it's when uh, kai has okay this is a spoiler if you have not read it skip 10 seconds ahead Uh, kai has you know lost the vote yeah and he's boxing with dante so so this So in this scene, what kind of happens is um, Alessandra gives Isabella the day off. Uh, Isabella calls Alessandra sympathetic that she gave her the day off. And, you know, uh, she also mentions that somehow Alessandra, you know, caught hold of Dominic and she convinced him to get uh, her access to Valhalla. Now, what I imagine is what must have happened is Alessandra somehow called Dominic and you know uh, if you want to prove something uh, just do this or you know maybe she made a request and he could not say no anyhow Uh, maybe he thought that she was calling her for some other reason but she said oh please get this done I need this so he would obviously not say no because he now is in the groveling stage and he needs his wife so he will do anything uh, that she asks him to and uh, we Isabella says that she somehow convinced him but it's uh, I think it's something like on that line uh, where uh, he just did it because uh, he needs her now and yeah so the next point uh, why I'm dying to read King of Greed is I want the best Mati scenes ever whether it be hate sex or it be love making I know that Anahuang Huang will deliver that because us book girlies need that and she knows that we need that right. Uh, So here the problem is not falling in love but the tension between them and you know because they've fallen apart now and I want to see the respect uh, in their relationship and how will Anna incorporate all of that in the spicy scenes. That's what I want to know and obviously there's no doubt that she will do amazing. All right. Uh we get, are at now the epilogue of King of Pride, where uh let me read the scene all right, so let's take a picture. Alessandra suggested. We need to commemorate the moment she, Vivian, and Sloan had accompanied me for moral support. I was no longer working at Floria Designs, but it was always supposed to be a temporary job Pause. uh Floria designs now, I think that's the name of Alessandra's uh business continuing. Alessandra had built a great team since I left, and the small business was thriving. The same could it be said of her relationship with Dominic? But that was a whole other story. Now I think the epilogue is a time frame of at least one, two years. I don't know what, but we see that it's been years, and they're still not together. So the groveling is going to be a lot of groveling. I think this is a similar scenario to Alex and Eva, where. He was, I think for about a year, he was following her in London everywhere. Oh my god. That was such a good groveling scene, I mean groveling, uh, you know, trope in that book. I enjoyed it a lot. And yes, so here also we see that it's been a long time, but they're still not together. Okay, uh, a few lines more, Alessandra kept checking and pocketing her phone. It was probably Dominic calling and getting ignored for the hundredth time. Good. The man deserved to suffer a little. So again, this is from the epilogue, and uh, we are seeing that Isabella is also. So I think now they've grown quite close. That they are uh, Vivian and Sloane, and everyone is together. All the four girls. So, but I also remember Anna Huang saying that there are going to be seven books in this series, and after King of Greed, it's going to be King of Sloth, and I am super excited. All right. I really, really, really want uh, them to be Sloane and Xavier. I I think that's what, that what his, that's what his name was, and King of Sloth should be about Sloan and Xavier. So coming back to this, we see that uh, the Groveling has not stopped even in the epilogue. This guy is calling and calling and calling and trying to you know get to this girl and uh, his wife and maybe I don't know. Is there going to be a divorce? I I would not be able to handle that. Like. Please, please don't get get divorced. But, you know, maybe, maybe try. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just desperate to see them back together. But I, I want the guy to improve, obviously. So, yeah, that was all. I spoke a lot. And, but this was fun. Uh, I had to write everything down for this episode. There was so much I wanted to say. And it still feels like it's less... And I can't wait for the book to come out. It is going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, the reels Anna Huang is sharing on her Instagram is already so exciting. She just, you know, says that something simple she'll say, but I'll be like, oh my God, oh my God, give me the book already. And when I see it in her hand, I go crazy. And uh, then there's this Instagram account, Salma's Library, right? And I think she's an alpha reader for King of Creed. And I was so amazed to see that. I was like, yes, uh, just give me the book already. I will also want to do the alpha reading. I am but going to do the arc reading if I get one. And I I have my fingers crossed that I get one because I got King of Pride 2. Uh, King of Wrath is my favorite book. So Anna Huang's, my favorite three Anna Huang books are uh, King of Wrath, Chris, uh, Christian Harper, I'm saying Twisted Lies and uh, Twisted Hate. These three, these three are the best ones for me. Um, and the man who is, who is my favorite out of these books is Christian Harper. I cannot compare any man to that man out of Anna Huang's man. Men, men, man. Wow, wow. Okay, men. I mean, the guy, he's so cold. I, I love that. I mean, he, he, and he's so intelligent. I mean, I have a thing for intelligent men. Um, like the way he the 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 kind of vibe that christian harper exudes where he's like i don't care even a little bit about you but i'm the best and i know that i'm the best i'm not insecure i'm not a fool i love that energy okay Uh, but obviously he's a bad guy too and i don't mind at all because the way he cares for stella the way he is obsessed with stella that's enough i don't need anything else Like uh, there's this reel and it's very popular on Instagram where uh, uh, Christian Harper is, you know, uh, shown as a wolf and uh, then they say, but for Stella, he's like this cute uh, puppy, Uh, you know, that dog which looks like a wolf. Oh my God, I don't even remember the name. Um, Is it a German Shepherd? I'm very bad with dog breeds names. Okay, so... I don't know. But that wolf and that dog uh, species look a little similar. They're, you know, that snow thing. I don't know. Uh, Snow um, ones. uh, Yeah, they they have this thick fur. And the the other one was so cute. And they're like, when he's with Stella, he's this cute baby. (laughs) Baby. Yeah. All right. So if you have any difficulty understanding what I'm speaking, then please refer to the transcription under the YouTube video. Or you can message me and I will share a link with you where you can listen to the episode as well as see the transcription. I'm trying to see to it that I can make the transcription available on all platforms. But uh, I see that it's still not working on Spotify, but I'm trying my best. Also, uh, I want the episode for you to be easier to listen to and easier to access. So I am trying to add transcriptions and everything else that make it easy. So... Do tell me if that helps you. All right. Uh, One, one thing that I would like to request you to do is if you enjoy this episode or if you, you know, like any part of it, I would like you to share this link, the link to this episode with someone who also has high expectations from King of Greed or is, you know, dying to read King of Greed because I also want to connect to more people and I would appreciate your help so much. And I love you so much for listening to this. And I thank you for being here and listening. And I hope that you are also excited for King of Greed and and I had a chance to discuss this with someone and that is you and that makes me so grateful for you. So thank you and I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. See you.